What's up, guys? We're back at it after two weeks off from the podcast, The School of Hard Knocks. Coach Max, Coach Rod, we're back in the house, baby. Back in the house, man. So, uh, not purposely, guys, we didn't take these two weeks off. The podcast is definitely not ended. So, we got high hopes ahead. Um, a lot of cool shit that we still want to talk about and bring up and stuff like that. A lot of eventful, eventful stuff that's gone on the past two weeks. So uh, if you're thinking that we're down and out, we're back at it, baby. Back at it, man. Yeah, it was just a little bit of vacation time, and we didn't really plan well. We're still rookies, um, but next time I think we'll maybe try like a little pre-recording or something, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah, out there, man. But yeah, it was super cool. Like when Wednesday came around, I was just like, man, podcast, right? <laughs> Where were you that week, though, bro? I mean, let's talk a little bit about the... Uh, so Max was out of town first, uh, and yeah, just talk to us dude, about where you went, what you did, all that good stuff, bro. For sure, for sure. So uh, we went to Gilitla, Mexico, and um, it's kind of two to three hours away from Tampico, and um, man, it's it's like a mountain mountain area, um, jungle type, and a rainforest, amazing, bro. Um, the vibes out there were good. The weather was amazing. Like, I don't really think I, like, sweat much out there. Like, yeah. maybe when I was we were climbing mountains and hiking, but, like, you could actually sit outside and drink coffee. It's you know? a different <laughs> Yeah, like, the mosquitoes were very, like, minimal. Yeah. Maybe at night they would kind of creep out. But, like, here you can't sit outside and eat, bro. Like, no. you're going to be sweating, like, just as if you were working out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, it was super cool. We did a lot of, like, rafting. Uh, rappelled down a waterfall, bro. Um, went down this this massive cave that was like two hundred and twenty meters deep. Wow, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? That's hardcore, man. <laughs> it was hardcore. I never done any of that. You know, the rafting looked cool, dude. I will say the rafting was amazing, man. Our our guide was super professional, man. He was um, super cool guy, man. He reminded me of my cousin Michael, man. His vibes and the way he would like move around and stuff. So instantly, that's who I thought of, and I was like, oh, this guy. We made a connection. Yeah, like a, yeah. a weird little connection there, and. He was really cool, took care of us, uh, went down some cool little waterfalls that were like six, seven feet, you know, um, kind of high. And uh, real high it was pretty cool, man. Met a lot of good people. Um, and then, you know, uh, I asked Edna to marry me there too. Yeah, so yeah. it was super cool. She said yes, everyone. Woo-hoo. Big, <laughs> big, huge, so, huge congrats to y'all, man. Yeah, That's... man, that was like the biggest thing there, you know. What and I'm it saying? was in a cave, right, too? Yeah, yeah. It was a, we did something extreme, you know. And um, just kind of topped it off there. Yeah, bro, definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. And I think that should kind of also be part of the highlight of this podcast and this episode as well, too, man, is uh, this is a huge step for you all, dude. I mean, sure. engagement and stuff like that, your life partner that you've asked, um, and is an amazing, amazing person, man. You know, I mean, sure. I haven't known her that, that long. I kind of knew who she was in the past and stuff like that, and I've gotten to know her a little bit more now that she's here with us too. Mm-hmm. Um, but an amazing individual, dude, very driven, very uh, extremely dedicated to what she does herself to you as well, too, man. So it's it's just it's awesome to see the gro- growth, man. I, I remember talking to you a few months back, and uh, and I had kind of brought up kind of the topic about what, what was going to go on with 
I don't know, possible engagement and stuff like that. And it was kind of just like there's no rush through it, man. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was kind of in the it was in the high hindsight already, but For sure. um, yeah, dude, that's awesome, man. <laughs> and the photo that I saw, dude, um, it looked cool, dude, because the sun was like shining yeah. right on you all, dude. Right on the like right the spotlight, the hole, bro. Yeah, like, that's amazing, dude. I was trying you to wait for that mean? moment, bro. Yeah. I was like, come on, universe, come on, throw some sun, man. And it did, bro. Yeah, it was like kind of cloudy that day, but. What, ended up coming out, man. What were your feelings, dude, going down the cave and then knowing that you were about to ask, ask her, <laughs> you know what I mean? All right, so first, like, my feelings going, I was like, man, I hope I can just make it down this cave, bro, right? <laughs> yeah, <first. laughs> right. And don't forget the ring. And I was dude. like, don't drop the fanny pack, yeah. bro, because mm-hmm. I had it around my neck, you know? Mm-hmm. And because um, you're all harnessed up, you know, you got straps on your legs and kind of through your groin and around your waist and on your shoulders so it's kind of hard to to keep stuff in so I just you know tied it around got down there man and when I got down there it said it kind of hit me like oh man it's gonna be cool like yeah. hopefully everything works out like I had envisioned it a certain way well the way that it ended up you know and I was just um just super excited and like just nervous man like definitely but m- more excitement you know, because I feel like nervous and excitement are just kind of like the same thing. It just kind of the way you approach it. Yeah, right? true. Because it's the same feelings, bro. Like, you get a little jittery, you get a little angsty, you know what I'm saying? Like, excitement's the same thing. That so, anxious, bro. I kind of lean more towards that. And honestly, bro, just ready, bro. Like, just ready. Yeah. And um, had just all positive vibes towards uh, what was going to happen. Definitely, definitely. You will, dude. I will say this, man. Um, I mean, it's a big step, dude. It's it's I know like trying to come up with the per- perfect mo perfect moment's probably the more stressful part, you know what I mean? And, and you go in with like a game plan and things kinda change, you know what I mean? It's just a natural thing, you know what I mean? But I think it went absolutely well for y'all, dude. I'm sure it did. I mean the moment, <laughs> moment I'm sure Edna was head over heels, bro, you know. So yeah, man, that's I hope great, so, man. That was cool, man. I think she was surprised. That's just that's what she kind of said she wanted. So I was like, let me try to surprise her here. Definitely, yeah. bro. <laughs> so it was cool, man. I had a great time there. And and that was our week. It was amazing. We get back and, and got right back to work, man, doing what we love to do. Um, how did y'all's week go? And, and y'all went where in Mexico? We went to Cancun, man. So we did a family trip, dude. Um, uh, Cancun's like, I mean, the kids love it over there. Dude, they've been there. They've been over there once before, and um, we're rolling to the beach type vibe, dude. I mean, good weather and stuff like that. For we're sure. Not, we're not really about the snow and going to ski and stuff like that. We've done that once before right, as a family, dude. And it was cool, you know what I mean? But Cassie loves the beach, dude. She loves, like, island life, uh, kind of everything that's kind of associated with it, too. So, like, seafood and the vibes and the... And it being hot and stuff like that, the sand, and dude, kids love the resort life, dude, right? So, like, they like going to the pool, and they like hanging out at the pool all day, and they like seeing the beach. They like, like, the buffets on the resort. <laughs> the rooms are, sure. I guess it's just a little, like, those little cool luxuries that they get when you stay at a resort, dude, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, but we did some cool excursions outside of it, dude. Um, I mean, we went to this park called Explore, and it's like this outdoor jungle feel, like, it's like you're in the rainforest, you know what I mean? They got zip lining, they got some cool, like, 
uh, little cars that you get to drive around the park and stuff like that. It's like an off-road adventure thing, you know. I mean, nice. so we got the kids on there, dude. Cool. And uh, but I think, man, like uh, Cancun's cool, dude. It's a huge tourist spot and stuff. You know what I mean? We uh, we stayed one day in Mexico City, so that was pretty cool because the kids got to see one of the one of the most populated cities in the world. I think it's like number four or five or something like that, dude. So sure. they got to kind of experience that for a day. It was a layover that we had, so we just ended up spending the night over there. Um, but uh, like for me, dude, I would say this, man. These trips that we take, and like it kind of takes me back to my childhood when I was growing up. And, and I think I told, told you this the other day. There, there's not a day that goes by where I think of an experience or something I'm going through currently in life where I look back and I'm like, my mom said that, or my dad did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether I realized it or not, in the moment when I was younger, I'm getting those flashbacks now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, and they took us on whatever trips they could when I was younger, dude, you know what I mean? For sure. And I remember my mom always saying, she's like, this is, this is wealth. Not what you, not the shoes you have on, um, not the clothes that you wear to school and stuff like that. Your wealth, and your experiences that you get from traveling and seeing the world is wealth. For sure. You know what I mean? And hands down, dude. I, I mean, I want to expose the kids to everything, bro. Like, I want them to know how, uh, how China looks, dude, and the environment, the culture over there. Like, I want them culturally sound, dude. That way they're a more diverse human being, you know I mean? They're more adaptable as well, too. So... A lot of these trips, yeah, of course, it's time to relax and stuff like that. But with kids, at least with us, I feel like these experiences are more for them so they can see the world, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Outside of Brownsville, you know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. And they kind of get a sense of how, like you said, other people live. Absolutely. Things that other people have or may not have, right? Yeah. And it's kind of like really uh, an eye-opener sometimes, man. Like, I remember I used to travel with just the intentions of just going somewhere new and yeah. just doing all the fun stuff there and not really paying attention to anything around me but what we were doing at the time. Exactly, right? bro. Yeah. And as I've gotten a little older and I guess a little bit more um, uh, knowledgeable in some areas that maybe I wasn't before, you know, um, now when I go on trips, man, now I'm looking at all that, like you said, like the culture how other people do things, like what kind of system do they run over there, like just different ways of living, man, and you you respect that, yeah, because they're getting it done sometimes with less than what you have, absolutely, and it's yeah. like, wow, like, how do they think of that, man, it's so cool, yeah, you know, that's yeah, true, and um, it's kind of crazy because, like, the way that they brought us up the cave, yeah, 220 meters, like, you'd think, like, okay, well, like, they got like a generator that like pulls the rope and you just push a button. It's and like a crank or whatever. You, you know right? what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what we would expect. Like I'd expect that, right? Yeah. No, dude. These guys had a freaking long ass rope, tied themselves like six dudes tied themselves like in a lasso around and ran down the mountain, homie. You know, and they picked you up off a pulley system, right? They had it all rigged up. It was amazing. amazing, and like they were just doing that all day long to whoever came up um, to the mountain. Yeah, because. I think they've only had like, it's brand new, man, that cave that we yeah. went to. They've only had like, I think 70 visitors or something. Wow, bro. Yeah. So that makes it even more special, dude. It's special, bro. It's, it's it brand new. Good. And it's in this dude's backyard, bro. Dude's and he just crazy. Like, charges you to go in. <laughs> dude, but it's crazy. 
Max is crazy to think going on. You mentioned that because I didn't know that. So that's new to me. Uh, that I, that obviously makes it even more special, dude. You know what I mean? The moment that you all had. But it also makes you think, bro. And I think about this all the time, dude. Like, I go off on Wikipedia sometimes for all the most random things, dude. And, <laughs> it, like, there's uninhabited places in the world that have they haven't even seen you. Like, this guy had a cave in his backyard, bro. Backyard, you bro. know what I mean? Covered so, by some trees. Yeah, you know dude. Saying? It's neat, man. Wow. Dude, I wanted to ask you this, bro. So, we briefly talked the other day about um, where you all were at, the the environment that you're around, the culture that you're around, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. we both are Hispanic. We have a me- Mexican background and stuff like that. Uh, and I love traveling to Mexico, as you do as well, too, and as Ed, Edna does, too. You know what I mean? And one of my it's favorite things, man. dude, is I like to go to the to the pueblos over there, the little towns and stuff like that. Like I like to see how my mom's family lived two or three generations back and stuff. You know what I mean? And how a lot of the things have not changed over time. A lot of the traditions and the culture are still around. And who's to say that that's not the right way to live, dude? Like I mean, hey, dude, happiness, bro, is up to you. You know what I mean? State of being. How did you leave that trip, dude? Oh, man. Dude, now, paying attention to the things that that I did, you know, now, with, you know, like my experiences and stuff from, from traveling, and, man, I, I feel like I shed it off a layer. I think I told you the other day, yeah. man. I, I feel like I shed it off a layer of, like, like complaining, like, yeah. I can't complain anymore, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because I went to a Pueblo Magico down there. Hilila's really a Pueblo Magico, but there's also like four other ones. Yeah. Kind of like an hour or two apart from each other. And that's like, they call it Las Huastecas. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of like the only place, I think, down there that's kind of connected like that. Because usually, usually Pueblo Magicos are like very like far away. Yeah. And um, like the culture there, man, like you said, like, they kind of thrive off tourism a little yeah. bit, but a lot of the things that they do haven't changed, bro. Like, like one thing that I noticed that's just very, very simple, and I mean, some people probably still do it here, but like, there's no washer and dryer over there, bro. Yeah. So like, they're just hanging clothes, washing clothes outside, you know, doing things like that. Um, they do a lot of recycling of their plastics, bro. Something that we just kind of throw away here, you know, they do yeah. a lot of recycling of their plastics, and, and they kind of like use things that we would normally just toss, toss out, trash, yeah. right? And they make use of that. And I was like, man, that's crazy. But, like, I was also just paying attention to the little hustlers out there, man. Yeah. You know, the little old senoritas, dude. The little, the little kids, bro, out there, bro, trying to sell, you know, uh, any type of dulces that they have or or maybe, like, some, some bracelets or something. Yeah, and, and they're just trying to hustle all day, man. And that's their grind. And people selling coffee on the street and, like, all this stuff. And, like, things that you kind of, like, normally don't see in the States. And, and if you do, it's kind of, like, considered weird. Yeah, and it's not the common thing. It's not the common you know, thing, I mean, it's you know? Yeah. And it was just kind of like, man, like, this is this is how this person, like, like they, they live day to day, bro. You yeah. know, they, they, they're so present, bro. they in the present moment every single day. And... Sometimes I kind of catch myself looking into the future, 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 future that like I kind of get myself out of that present moment. So yeah. coming back from this trip, I also learned, hey man, we need to be more present, bro. Absolutely. And not bro. worry so much, bro. That's a big mess. No pasa nada, right? <laughs> so like I can't worry, bro. Mm-hmm. Like that's only going to make things just 
worse. It's gonna get me confused, right? Yeah, man. These people have one thing: survive. Survive. Right? Be happy, bro, with what you have, because anything more than they have there is amazing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I came back, like I said, shedding off a layer, bro, of uh, maybe like two, bro. Yeah. You know, like a, a stop worrying about things that you can't control. Do what you can, find a solution to that, and then stop complaining, bro. Absolutely, man. You know? That's that's huge, bro. And I think being present, dude, is a huge part, bro. And that's one thing, you know, that you mentioned that, that, that I definitely want my kids to learn, dude. You know what I mean? Because I feel like with the rise of social media and, all, and just all that, all these things, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of benefit to it, dude. Of course, you know. What I mean? But I feel like it takes you out of that. You know, what I mean. So, um, one experience, dude, or one thought that I have, just I mean, I think about this often, dude. And we we're talking about this a little bit before we started. Was so um, I've kind of been the little little towns and pueblos like you've been to in Mexico and stuff like that. And uh, I I went to this place called La Ticla in Michoacan. And we took a bus out there. It's like a day and a half to drive and stuff. You know what I mean? But like, damn, dude. Yeah, dude. On a bus, bro. Right. Camping on the yeah, bus. Yeah, dude. My, my buddy's carrying his surfboards and stuff like that, dude. And um, wow. so, so we, so we, I mean, we drive out there, dude. And it is the most isolated place that I've been to, dude. Okay. So we get there. Uh, a guy drives us down the mountain to the beach, dude. And you get to the beach, bro. And there is no, there's no homes, there's cabanas, but like a village though, a town. And these people, dude, have lived there their whole life, dude. They were born on the beach, dude. You know what I mean? Uh, their food that they get is from the sea. That's feet away from them. You know what I mean? Their work is there in the sand, dude. Toes in the sand. I don't think I saw anyone wearing shoes, bro, the whole time that I was there. You know what I mean? Like, dude, people strive to live that life. You know what I mean? And they, they, they're they born in this, dude. And as little as they might make it, because I'm sure they rely off of the surfing community that goes to this town and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's amazing to see the happiness that they have, bro, and how much they want to help people when they arrive there, no matter where you're from, what race you are, anything, bro. You know what I mean? And I go the opposite way now. So I've been in New York once, and I'm very observant, dude. I people watch. I don't like to criticize, but I do like to see the interactions that people have with each other, the, like the way they move, the things that they do and stuff, you know, so when I went to New York, I caught myself just people watching a lot, dude, and it's amazing, dude, the difference, bro, and, and just the, the, the type of culture and the change that you see between the two. People are very relaxed, dude, I would say, in certain parts, bro, you know, I mean, depending on where, where you're from, what background you come from and stuff like that, but... Laticla and Michoacan people were just living in the day, bro. You know, I mean, let's go ahead and catch some fish, some langosta, some lobster. Let's feed ourselves. Next day comes, wake up, do the same thing. New York, bro, there is a sea of people that are rushing to get to where they have to get to. You know what I mean? And it's just, I mean, you have the complete opposite ends there, bro. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just pretty neat to see, bro, not saying that one is better than the other. Um... Uh, but it's just cool to see the kind of differences and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, I definitely agree. Because I've been, like, I haven't been to New York, but I think the biggest city that I've been to where I kind of caught a sense of, like, 
people walking down the street and rushed and trains and skyscrapers when we went to Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And uh, Canada was really awesome because, again, kind of like a, a New York, almost yeah. like so diverse, so many different um, cultures kind of mixed up into the city, man. And I did the same thing, like kind of people watch and you just kind of I don't know, you kind of keep quiet and you just kind of like live, mind your own business, yeah. but you're just kind of catching the vibe of how uh, the city works, yeah, you know? and like, I mean, I don't take trains, bro, I don't train trains here, I drive a car, yeah. over there no one drives a freaking car, bro, everyone walks, like the kids, like imagine bike. having to go to school, bro, like you're in middle school, do you gotta hop on the train, bro, Yeah. to get to school, and then walk a couple blocks, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying, and like here, no way, like walking, you walk, and here it's like, it's just not common. Bro, they cancel school when it's 30 degrees here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, stuff like that, dude, you know? In, it's insane. So. It's insane. Um, there's, I think in Canada, like, you're still going to school in 30 degrees. Bro. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? Like, dude, you I think can, it's got to get, like, negative or something crazy over yeah. there. No, what, dude, the, like, like, just talking about these different cultures and stuff like that, man, you know what I mean? And, and we had kind of talked about, like, you got the hustle and bustle New York, you know, I mean, everything's fast paced, dude, quick, bro, everyone's on the go, everyone's hustling, dude, you know, I mean, um, and then you have the opposite, and you have people that live in a pueblo, dude, they, they farm for their livelihood, they, uh, they harvest from the sea and stuff like that, where, I mean, wherever it is, if you're trying to make ends meet, you know, I mean, but, um, I feel, per- personally, dude, um, is, my goal in life, dude, is to, of course, live like this, like, as less stress, stress-free life that I can with no worry and stuff like that. Um, and I feel like it's brought upon us at times, you know, I mean, worry with life uh, causes anxiety-type feels, anxiousness and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I feel like the trip that you took, Max, um, and those type of ones where it's like more of like just seeing how basic people could live, dude, compared to where we're at. And they're still happy, dude. They're not stressed out and stuff like that. Things are good. I'm sure there's a little bit of stress and stuff like that, you know, but they've learned how to kind of cope with those things and accept that, hey, man, you know, I mean, like I have what I need. I'm able to live and stuff like that, and that's good enough, you know what I mean? Um, how do you deal or how have you dealt in the past with those moments where you felt yourself anxious, worrying a lot, being stressful, you know what I mean? Being stressed out, dude, you know what I mean? And, like, how did you cope, cope with that? How, how, did you, how did you change that? Yeah, so in the past, like, when situations of worry would come up, or let's just say, and when I say, like, in the past, I mean, I'm only 31, so, like, I'm going to talk when I was, like, maybe 21, 22, yeah. you know, 19, and in those moments where I was, like, through college and transitioning of course, to, to find out my, my, my way and stuff. Um, the way that I would handle a lot of that stuff was mainly through what I do now. It's just exercise, yeah. right? But there was no really mental thought process to anything at that moment. It was just kind of like, oh, I'm feeling like a little anxious from reading this book. I've been here for two, three hours. Let me go to the rec center real quick. Yeah. And like knock out like an hour and a half of, of a wad or something, you know? But it was just kind of like a getaway. I guess so. So I guess that's it. Like I would get away. Yeah. Right? But... Now that I'm, you know, decade older or whatever, it's like, nah, dude, you can't be getting away 
Yeah. From this worry and like pushing it to the side or push that anxiety off to the side. Like, yeah. um, I kind of have to face it, you know, and, and when I start to feel those feelings, um, I kind of make myself aware that I'm, okay, this is one of those moments yeah. where, okay, I'm starting to feel like this. Okay, well, what can I do to change that in the moment? And mm-hmm. now it's more of like the awareness, the thought process, and then, okay, I'm cool. Yeah. This is this is what's happening right now. Yeah. Or it's breathing techniques, right? I just kind of calm down, sit down, close my eyes, take a couple of breaths in, super slow, no rush, you know, just depending on where I'm at. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is not to say that, you know, um, this works for everyone. This is just kind of like what I've experienced. I know that there's maybe some individuals out there that have like crazy, true anxiety attacks and yeah. they cope with it their own way. But this is just from my perspective and it's just kind of helped me um, calm down and reset, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like if I'm feeling worrisome, if I'm feeling a little anxious, okay, well, what am I worrying about? Boom, this is it, okay? Well, what can I do about it? Yeah. Okay, well, I can do this. And then go ahead and act on that solution and, and carry out the, what um, what your answer is. You yeah, know absolutely. What I'm so that's kind of how I deal with it now, man. Um, but it took a while for me to figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It brings me like a lot of moments like that, a lot of uh, moments where I didn't even realize it until like after the fact. Yes, you bro. know whether it was anxiety or worry, um, but it it's it can be very different for everyone, man. And I kind of I like that you bring up that topic because I'm actually just getting into this book, um, just barely, man. It's by Dale Carnegie and it's called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Oh yeah, I yeah. Like so I'm barely like a chapter or two in, mm-hmm. but it, it it's kind of crazy how like um, some of the examples that that he was kind of giving were like some people were worrying so much about a certain um, event in their life where alright sorry about that team a little bit of technical difficulties but (laughs) we picked up on that but yeah they would worry he worried to the point where he started to like get really really fatigued really sick got all the way down to 95 pounds wow um he was having like like um i guess like boils but inside the body not outside the body that's crazy so so even lying down was hurting right and the doctor told him all right man you got like two weeks to live so then he's like whoa so he had this crazy realization so then he just completely just Gave it all up to the universe or to God, whatever he believed in, right? He just said, I'm not going to worry. I don't care. I'm going to die. Take leave. Just yeah. take it. Yeah. And then slowly, man, he started to get his appetite back. He started to, like, get, you know, um, his, started to gain weight. He started to kind of sleep better. Boils started to go away, right? And then all of a sudden, man, like, he, like, lived and, like, he came back and rebuilt his company and stuff like that. It was insane, right? And that's just an extreme situation. Crazy, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm I'm sure it's more common than we hear, though, dude. You know what I mean? There's another one where this lady was breaking down so bad from worrying, and she had all these tests done, and her nerves looked fine, bro. All her nervous system was okay. So they're like, nothing's wrong with you. And she's like, no, like something's freaking wrong with me. But they weren't checking the mind, bro. They weren't checking the emotions. They weren't checking, like, like, what was going on. I think emotionally, psyche. yeah, the psyche, bro, yeah. spiritually, whatever it is, because sometimes we just kind of look at the physical. Yeah, but sure sometimes enough. a lot of the worry is more like, like 
like emotional I don't think man. there's any tests for that bro it's hard man you know what I mean and dude I, I think that's one of the maybe the biggest mysteries or the most researched thing uh, when it comes to like emotions and anxiety and excitement and stuff like that I mean yeah dude there's horm- there's horm- hormonal things that go on and stuff like that but um, I mean but that's aside from me you know I mean uh, I feel like like the and like it's interesting that you bring up how he was worrying so much that that started to make his body fail dude you know what I mean like your body you don't have to physically create blood force to be injured dude like your mind and the way that you feel is breaking you down you know what I mean and it's funny right now because at the points in my life when I've been the like more stressed out or whatever it is or whatever I call that you know uh, has probably been the, the points in my life where I felt the most fatigued as well too. You know, I mean, you wake up and you're like, God, man, I slept like pretty good, but I'm still not like I don't feel good. You get what I'm saying? Um, and I think it's just like this domino effect at that point. You, you know, what I mean, and I feel like there's there there always needs to be some change. You know, what I mean, whether it's um, I don't know, whatever it may be, you know what I mean? But I feel like a lot of it's in our head, dude. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, it goes back to that self-talk that we need to have with ourselves and, like, really just, like, take a moment, dude. Take a step back. And if you can control what it is, then make that change. And if you can, do, then it needs to be left behind at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and that goes back to those those things where, like, notice notice the problem, right? Come up with that solution and then act on that solution to the problem. And, yeah. and that's how, after that, that first dude that I had mentioned, um, he had used that technique for 31 years after that. And, he was and he's good, good now, though. Oh, yeah. This happened, like, back, like, in the 1800s. So, I mean, he's, he's uh, RIP now, but... Yeah. That's what he used, bro. You know what I'm saying? And and yes, I totally understand that there's other things that can cause a lot of that, you know, and, and that's respect to that. But this is just some things that were interesting to me because I never really thought about that until I started kind of diving into this book. And yeah, yeah. kind of heard about, you know, um, nervous breakdowns and things like that, but I always kind of thought like, oh, nervous system, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. like, it could be a lot of how we think and, and what we focus on really becomes our reality. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? What and you're around. What you're around, what you surround yourself, to. what you're exposed to, what you're thinking is what you see. Yeah. And man, when I found that out, I started to see things a lot differently. Yeah. And that's when my perspective changed was when I kind of um, like figured that out. I'm like, man, what what I see is, is, is what I'm going to get. Yeah, you know? Yeah, of course. So I was like, let me just start seeing a bunch of positive shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. s- surround myself with like the same energy, and it's really helped me out, man. So um, the next thing is kind of like you know on your trip, man. You know, going to Cancun, and then um, did you go to the Loom or anything else around there? Or? You know what, dude? We a little. We didn't go this this time, bro. Uh, we took a catamaran, dude. That took us to Isla de las Mujeres. Uh, Side note, dude, most amazing water that I've seen at least. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's other parts of the world where the water is just as nice. I think I saw you jumping off a boat. Yeah, dude. It, it was, uh, I'm going to bring up a story with that too. Right now, dude. But uh, amazing water, dude. The loom I've been to once, dude, me and Cass and like two other couples, friends of ours, uh, we took like a little getaway and stuff like that for Cass's birthday and then our anniversary a couple years back. I love Tulum, dude. Super cool, super chill. super chill, dude. If you want to like get away, but like tighten it, 
natural, like a lot of the places, uh, the low bungalows are where they are, they're like, they don't even have electricity, there's no air in the rooms, so, but it's that nice out there throughout the year that you could do stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, but you're talking about jumping off the boat, dude. Um, so, you, so I got Haley, Haley's adventurous, bro, about to be 14 years old, uh, super brave, beautiful girl of mine, dude, of ours, dude, you know, and then you have Rod, he's kind of like his mom as well, too, Knox, and he's very brave, too, very adventurous, and then you have little Richie, and Richie reminds me of me, dude, personally, Knox looks more like me, but I feel like, as far as some of the characteristic traits that I've seen, Richie's a little bit more like me, Richie's our youngest boy, and when we were on that catamaran, dude, I saw the bigger kids starting to jump off the boat, right? And I'm afraid of heights, dude. You know, it's nothing new. Everyone knows that. And I saw Knox go for it. Knox is, wants to get to the front of the line to jump off the boat, boat right? Me first. And, <laughs> and I saw Rich, dude. And I saw him go to the edge. And he looks at me, dude, like he looks back, like, like positive reinforcement, bro, with no thought. was like, Papa, you can do it. Taking a deep breath. Breathe out. Jump, dude. I saw him do it, bro. He breathed in, closed his eyes, <laughs> jumped for it, yeah. dude. As basic as that is, bro. Like, <laughs> it's not like a 100-foot drop or anything like that. But I know he was worrying, bro. You know what I mean? But he he looked at me, dude, like as in, like, Dad, can I do it? Like, like just that mind-to-mind connection there, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be something, bro, that I, when I'm 80 years old, dude, I'm still going to have that... That that, that, song, bro, file, bro. that moment there, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? It's ingrained there, bro. You know what I mean? So, getting, like, it just kind of goes along the lines of what we spoke about right now, dude. But, like, sure. it's cool to see it. Like, kids that age worry too, bro. Like, they don't know what's going on exactly, you know what I mean? But I feel like as a, a father's uh, parent, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of my, my role to help my kids learn how to cope and adapt with those things and stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure, man. And that's... That's super cool because, like, you know, he just kind of needed that extra little, like you said, uh, motivation to know that it's okay. Yeah. Right? So he just, he went for it, man. And I saw the video, like, everyone else kind of jumped, jump, jump, and then when he jumped, since he's so small, it looked like it took forever for right. him to get down to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, the current was so strong, too. Like, did you go back to it, he, like, jumps, and as soon as he lands the water, dude, like, the current, like, takes him. Dude, like a little dog just, like, trying to doggy paddle through the, oh, the yeah, sea, man. bro, you know? Well, that's cool, man. That's cool. And but what, dude, this brings up, dude, um, like, bro, we see these moments in the gym all the time, dude, with adults, bro. You know what I mean? Like, like, the first one that comes to mind, dude, is as someone trying to attempt a weight that they haven't done before, you know? Yeah. Or, box jumps is a big one, dude. Like, I'll, I'll see he or she standing in front of the box, and they're just kind of staring at it, and you'll see them, like, try to take the attempt, and they stop, you know what I mean? And it's, I, I feel like it's our role, dude, as a coach, bro, and, and we have a huge responsibility when it comes to this, like, we need to learn how to give them the confidence, even as adults, bro, because a lot of the members we have, Max, here, they're a lot older than us, man. You know what I mean? They're a lot more experienced than us. They're a lot wiser than us. But if we could help them out, dude, you know what I mean, overcome a fear in the gym, I feel like it has a lot of carryover into life, too. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, man. Um, I've seen people get their first box jump before, and I'm super ecstatic. Like, yeah. It's so happy to see them conquer like fear right in front of your face, yeah. you know? 
And like you said, those moments can transition into your life if you kind of like want them to. I agree, man. Like, there's some things that you know I'm I'm well, I'm always kind of working on something on myself, you know. And there's some things that I do get a little fearful, and I kind of tend to kind of push them away. Yeah. But I'm slowly kind of creeping up to them, man. You know. Yeah. And, and it kind of happens in the gym too. All the time. Right. Because right? yeah. like like it can be it can be like a vice versa thing, like like things in life that you you kind of shy away from. Sometimes you kind of shy away from it in the gym too, like, and that could be like, like a heavy back squat, yep. you know, like, oh, I don't want to, I want to back squat heavy today, because like, I don't know, I'm not feeling it, or I'm tired, or, or I just don't like to do it, oh, I just don't like to do it, because yep. I don't want to get too big, right, or I'm going to hurt myself, yep. right, but it's like, well, what can we do about that, you know, like, what can we do to change those things so that maybe, like, you can back squat a little heavier, and if you completely don't want to, then oh, okay, well, we respect that, you yeah. know. But that attitude or that that approach maybe could be leaking little droplets yeah. in, in your life, you know. And and I kind of catch myself doing that in the gym. Like when it starts to get a little heavy, I automatically have this thought. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. And I'm and today like it happened, and I'm like, man, why are you being like that? I start talking to myself, man, yeah. just go for it. Like stop being like that, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so boom, I hit the weight, you know, but. It's those moments where you got to catch it and fix it. Yeah, That's bro. the only way that you're going to grow and and uh, get better. Because if not, it's just a circle. Non-stop, dude. Yeah. And it kind of leads to, like, complaining. Yeah. And, like, complaining is, like, the worst thing, man. Because all you're doing is just highlighting the negative. Exactly. Right? 100%, bro. What do yeah. you think about that? Yeah, man. It's true, dude. And you see it all the time, dude. You know I mean? We... We work with a lot of people throughout the day, Max, and you with a rough, rough, Rosti, and then here in the gym, bro, you know what I mean, and us here, I mean, we have hundreds of people that walk through our doors, you know what I mean, and and I will say this with a person, with personal experiences that I've had, you know, if I complain about a wad, dude, or if I see a workout that's there, and if I start to complain, it's probably because I just don't like the movement, or I don't like the style, but do I need it? I probably need it more than something that I like, dude. You know what I mean? Because sure. it's going to take me out of my comfort zone. And it's a weakness that I have. You know what I mean? So a lot of the complaining comes from that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it in the gym sometimes too, dude. You know what I mean? Like we have the majority of people. I mean, people like, like, like to run. You know what I mean? Uh, but a lot of people don't like to run. So they see a run on the board or we throw it as like a surprise finisher at the end or whatever it is. Sometimes you hear like, ah, oh, man. You know what I mean? But I always say this, dude. After they come in from those runs at times, like you could see, not the joy, dude, because there's a lot of discomfort that comes with it, too, when you push yourself, whether it's running or whatever it may be, but you could see, like, the endorphins just going through them, bro. The mood, give them a little bit of time, a couple minutes after the workout or the run, whatever it may be, and you see the mood change, bro. And that's why... <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. yeah man, it's, it's, it's just cool to see, bro. You know I mean? Those little, like... The transitional points that exercise induces, you know. I mean, it's neat, yeah. man. It's neat to yeah. see. No, and you're right. Like I've seen wads where I'm like, man, I don't like that wad, and then I won't do it. But then, as I started to learn that, like he might stop complaining and just do this, this wad, yes. right? 
do these movements that you don't really do or even though they're basic like it's okay just focus on something else like try to make that basic movement that you're quote unquote so good at yeah and see if you can focus on something else and make it better are you bracing your core are you digging your toes into the ground yeah right? are you gripping is your spine alignment correct like depending on what it is are you fully extending your elbows like start paying attention to other things right yeah. that's what I do um but like kind of getting on the, the complaining topic man and um like when you were over there like chilling in mechs and stuff like I'm sure like you saw it too like there's little little hustlers out there man you know Tons little, little kids here. out there bro, little, little senoras senoritas yeah. and, and senores right doing their thing um and you being like a like a father figure and your kids kind of seeing that um how was that moment like like you know kind of like explaining to him like hey Knox like this yeah, is what they, you got man and you know what I mean like I don't know how to really say the question but I'm sure there was a moment there where it was like a teaching moment for yeah, you yeah dude yeah dude and that's uh, like becoming a dad dude has exposed that a lot more you know what I mean it's always been something Max that I because uh, I was brought up in a household where I was reminded all the time dude of like be grateful for what you have work hard for what you have and be happy where you're at with what you have you know what I mean and any issues that you have are usually self-inflicted you know what I mean especially once you become an adult and stuff like that you know so um, but I make it a huge point dude a huge part dude of my day whenever I get to spend time with my kids is I like to talk to them dude and talk to them about how they feel in the moment and then I like to talk to them about what they have and what they need to do in order to have better things as they get older. Be a better human being than I am, you know, because that's our goal as parents, you know, I mean, we want to keep improving the generations as we go through. So, sure. um, yeah, dude, bro, I mean, we could, be dri- we could be driving down by the expressway sometimes and we'll be at a stoplight, dude, and you have people that are asking money or whatever it may be, dude, and I think about these things a lot, bro. I'm like, man, dude, like, what happened in life that got them to this point? You know what I mean? And I have that talk with Knox when he's there in the passenger seat. I mean, dude, Knox, seven years old. And I talk with Rich, with Haley, dude. And I'm like, hey, Papa, what do you think? Like, and they're, they're like, no, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's weird, Dad. You know what I mean? Because they don't fully understand yet, bro. You know what I mean? I'll let them know sometimes. I told Papa, you never know how they were brought up. You never know what happened to them. Um, there might be some type of mental issue or aspect that's kind of playing into it and stuff like that, you know, but going back to Mexico though, dude, um, I had these talks with them too, you know what I mean, and me me and the kids were there in the pool and um, there was a little kid that was walking on the beach side, dude, right and he had like some hats and stuff like that and he might have been, dude, maybe you're older than Knox, so puts him at 7, 8, 9 years old or whatever it is, right, and I and I got Knox's attention, I told him hey, Rod, look, dude like, this is what he needs to do, not only for himself, but he's probably doing it for his family. Whatever amount of kids they have, mom and dad, grandma, whoever it is, he needs to do that, Papa, to provide and to make ends meet and to be able to eat today, probably. And he does that every day, Papa. And I told him, think, think about the life that you live right now. I told him, you, you, you have your iPad, you're in a resort right now, you're in a pool. This kid probably wishes that he could be doing what you're doing right now. You know what I mean? But it's just amazing, bro, to see, man. These are just, like, these are things that I want the kids to kind of learn, dude, at this age now. It's like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, like, like they have what they need, bro. You know what I mean? Um, 
So in those moments of like stress and worry and stuff like that, like there's no time to complain about those things. You like there's no need, man. You know what I mean? Because they have what they need, they have what they want and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And I like to expose them to those things, man. So that way they know, dude. Like uh, we drove them out the motors the other day, go get the better missiles and stuff like that. And we drove by some homes and we saw some other kids and stuff like that. I let them know. I told them, hey. Love, love the way they live, you know what I mean? Um, a lot of times they have to go uh, outside to use the restroom in the out, outhouse. You don't have a restroom the way we do at the house, you know, and they're like, wow, dad, for real, you know what I mean? Uh, so, I mean, it's pretty cool to see you, you know what I mean? It's just like those things where I feel like if I expose them to that more and the more they know about it, and the more I put them, put them in that mindset, the less complaining they're going to do when they don't have something that they want or need, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you're just creating better humans, man. That's and that's the, the thing, book. like, just trying to all be better humans, bro, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think about all that, too, man. And that's kind of why I was saying, like, I think I shed a couple of layers because, like, I used to, like, complain about things, bro. Yeah. Know? And now I just I find no reason to. Yeah. Because of just the way that I think now and, and the way, what I, what I saw and, and just based off of my experiences, and this is just speaking from my own want, you know, yep. and perspective, you know. Yeah. Um, but, man, dude, it was overall, man, an amazing trip, bro. And a lot of uh, knowledge uh, was gained, a lot of respect, you know. And um, I don't know, man, I'm just ready to travel more and see more things. Absolutely, right. man. And it's cool, bro. You know what? You know, you know what? I think the best thing about that, Max, too, bro. I mean, aside from the engagement and stuff like that, bro, is that these those moments that you took, you didn't sign up for a course, bro. Like they don't have a course in the pueblo that's gonna teach you, hey, these things that you learned, oh, like sure, sure. the culture, the people there, you did. You know, I mean, it's awesome, bro, because those things are things that you're gonna carry over to your relationships your friends, your family, dude, your workforce or your workplace or whatever it may be, you know? So, uh, dude, I, I saw this thing there right now and, um, like, I feel like a lot of this could be pretty basic at times as far as, like, if you're good to people, um, if you live a pretty basic life, dude, as far as, like, with needs and wants and stuff like that, um, it should be a pretty stressful or stress-free life, dude, you know what I mean? Um, and I saw this thing that Sorenix had posted up the other day, and it's called the Code of Con Conduct, and it's just a random piece. I think it was part of a slide or whatever that we saw. You know, I mean, it says Code of Conduct. The main points are be extraordinary, challenge people to be better, help them out to get to that point in any way you know that you can, and don't be a dick. And, yeah, bro, <laughs> I like that. Bro. Like, I, I kind of sat back and I was like, man, dude, you know what I mean? Like, like there's that. That's perfect, dude. Like, help people out, bro, you know what I mean, to become a better version of themselves, dude, you know what I mean, and we fucking do that, bro, every day, dude, you yeah. know what I mean, yeah. every day, bro, That's awesome. and then don't be a dick resonates, bro, too, because, dude, like, that blows my mind sometimes, bro, you know what I mean, how people can be a dick sometimes, yeah, bro, <laughs> right? be, yeah, dude, like, just be cool, dude, you know what I mean, just chill, get along, bro, don't talk shit, have fun, dude. Stay in your lane. Be good, bro. Stay in your lane, dude. You know what I mean? And just, just live the best fucking life that you can, man. You know what I mean? That's what it's about, dude. And you're doing that, bro. And it's awesome to see, man. You know oh, what I mean? Man. It's cool, dude. It's Thanks, cool. bro. I appreciate that. I would like to say the same to you, man. You're doing a good job. And I really like that.
code of conduct so you need to send me that yeah, <laughs> definitely do. Um, but it was really good man to get back on it and, and create the momentum again I think the talks that we had today were pretty cool and, and the basic takeaways were let's try to see when worry comes uh, to see if we can kind of write down okay well what is it that I'm worried about what's the solution to this problem and how can I start acting on that Absolutely. solution to the problem right Great and then though. when it comes to complaining it's like kind of just maybe take a, a couple of breaths take a second and just kind of again goes back to the gratitude and just kind of be thankful for like that you're just here on this planet getting to experience the physical world you know? Absolutely, and, my man. and just for what you have and if you do travel you know and, and you love to go and go all over the world um and if you haven't maybe had the perspective to maybe look at the other cultures or anything yet, try it out, man. It's pretty cool. Because I didn't used to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I used to just go and have fun. Yeah. But now I'm going to to learn and, and find out more about myself. So you're, if you're on that same trip and you want to do that same thing, try it out, man. See how it goes for you. Hands down, really great advice, man. Life advice, guys. Take, take that, run with it, guys. Live a good life, man. Have fun. Don't be a dick, of course, is a huge, huge <laughs> one. Sure. Don't be a dick. So, but, uh, hey, man, just one more time, dude. Um, I want to send a huge, huge, huge shout-out to you all and the team, dude, for helping us out while we're able to go out of town and, and enjoy family time and stuff like that, dude, uh, especially for Cass because she's uh, about 25, 26 weeks pregnant right now as well, too, so... Feel like she needs this the kids need it and stuff like that it's kind of just like a little time to unwind dude you know i mean let them enjoy themselves before they're back in the school grind and stuff like that but i also want to send a huge shout out to the members dude the hk fam the team dude as well too for holding the castle down where we're gone i know everyone does a great job of taking care of this place dude but also a huge congratulations to you and edinburgh on the engagement uh, love y'all very much man you know what i mean appreciate y'all dude Oh man, thanks man, appreciate it man And yes, uh, man, the team did a good job man the Members were great, everyone was behaving man So much love to y'all And uh, we'll catch y'all next Wednesday man Later guys, take care Laters